It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Baker Mayfield has been named the week one starter, or at least that's what one report is saying. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this episode of Locked on Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. And don't forget, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can follow on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JayYarko underscore Bucks, credentialed media member covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. Now, schedule's been thrown off a little bit. Things are going to start getting back on track here coming up at the end of this week. But as all of our everydayers know, David's a family man. I'm a family man. We've had some things pop up, having to rearrange our schedules to accommodate things going on with the family. So I apologize that this Monday episode is coming out late Monday evening. Probably going to have the episodes dropping in the evening each day. Uh, and then, of course, the game recap for the Jets. Let me know in the YouTube comments if you want to go live. You guys liked going live following the games last year. Let me know if you want to do a live reaction immediately following the Bucks and Jets this Saturday night. But on today's episode, we are going to talk about the Bucks being without one key starter when the season ramps up and the Jets are just a bunch of cowards. That's coming up a little bit later. First, we need to talk about a report that surfaced over the weekend, and that is that Baker Mayfield will be the week one starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they take on the Minnesota Vikings, or at least that's what Bucks insider Ira Kaufman is saying. On a recent episode of his podcast, Ira said, quote, about this Trask and Mayfield competition, I was told pointedly and without much doubt, Mayfield's going to be the starter in Minneapolis. That's what I was told. With all due respect to Trask, who is who has had a good training camp, and Mayfield struggled a bit. Mayfield's getting the ball in Minneapolis. When it was told to me, it was said in a definitive manner. There was no equivocation. It wasn't even said, well, depending on it could change in the preseason games. Let's see what happens. No, none of that. It was basically, it's Mayfield's job. He's got it. He's going to be the starter against Kirk Cousins and those Vikings. End quote. David and I have said from the jump that we believe that Baker Mayfield was brought in and signed by the Buccaneers to be the starting quarterback. Todd Bowles, Jason Light, Dave Canales, they have talked numerous times about the quarterback competition between 
Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Dave Canales spoke about how close that competition was. We've heard the Trask side of, of this competition saying Trask has looked better in training camp. He's not turning the ball over the same way Baker Mayfield is. Now we have the Baker side talking about Trask didn't look good in the preseason game, even though he had the same offensive line, the same weapons. He took more sacks. He turned the ball over. Baker protected it through a touchdown pass. We've had it go back and forth. Everybody has pros and cons for their side of this debate. And when it what it all comes down to is who do Todd Bowles, Jason Light, and Dave Canales believe the guy is that they can put on the football field that gives them the best chance to win? Sounds like from what Ira is saying, that guy is, was, and always would have been Baker Mayfield. So did Kyle Trask get a raw deal? In all of this, was he set up for failure from the start of this quarterback competition? I lean a little bit. Yes. If you wanted to have a true, honest, open quarterback competition, that's fine. And I, I said this on an episode probably about a month ago. Our everydayers will will remember if you wanted to have a true, honest, open competition for the starting quarterback job, that's fine. You have to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. You have to make sure that the opportunities that Baker is getting in the preseason, Kyle is also getting, and vice versa. You have to make this as even a comparison as possible. And I have stated numerous times that I had watched Kyle Trask in training camp the last two years. He was less than impressive, and he is far more impressive than I thought he was going to be in this training camp. So I, I ate a little bit of crow. Kyle Trask has impressed me, but I never really wavered despite people wanting to make a big deal up about the interceptions being thrown in practices. I never really wavered from the fact that I thought Baker Mayfield would ultimately be named the starter. So I wasn't surprised by this report outside of the fact that it makes it look like the quarterback competition was a farce from the jump. If, if people inside of that building were that confident in the information that they gave to Ira Kaufman, then there was no quarterback competition. This was a predetermined result from the moment Baker Mayfield signed his contract. Maybe that's not actually the case. Maybe the person that told Ira this information, I don't know who it is. Ira isn't going to reveal who it is. That's not how sources work in, in the NFL. Maybe they're more confident in their belief than what is truly going on. We don't know for certain. At the same time, could it be cause for speculation that maybe Ira isn't getting the best information? I'm not going to go against a guy who has been covering this team basically since I started watching them 30 years ago. I'm not going to question the information that is going to the guy that represents members of this football team that are up for Hall of Fame induction. Is it possible that people get fed wrong information? Yes, it happens all the time. I could point to specific examples of 
information that I was told versus information that it, that the bu- other Bucks media that was there on the ground every day got. My information turned out to be right. Their information turned out not to be. It happens all the time. The most specific example I can give is the fact that when Dirk Cutter was going to take the offensive coordinator job, I was told basically about 48 hours before the rest of the media found out about it. I'm not going to go into any more detail than that, but it does happen. Sometimes media gets fed bad information or they get fed misleading information to serve a purpose within the organization. It happens. You know, that's part of the game. You have to sift through the the dirt to find the gold. So I'm not saying that that is what happened with Ira. What I'm saying is it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I think when you take a look at all of the factors, bringing in Baker Mayfield, the interest in Baker Mayfield by the Buccaneers as an, as an organization, and when Dave Canales was with the Seattle Seahawks, their interest in Baker Mayfield, the competition as it's been so far, the preseason game, all of these things, when you, when you take a look at all of it, you're about 99.5% sure Baker Mayfield is going to end up the starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That doesn't mean that he's going to be the starter all year. Maybe Baker goes out there and he starts one and three or one and four and the Bucs make a change. But I would say that this is pretty reliable, solid information coming from Ira Kaufman. The Baker Mayfield is going to be your starter for week one against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, a question just as big as who is taking the first snap of the regular season is who is going to be the one snapping it? That's next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. August is here, and you know what that means, the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup for you every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absolutely absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. I've got my entry in it. David's got his entry in it. I've got another best ball league that I'm doing. I'm in the in the fourth round of a slow draft where we get 10 hours per pick in order to fill our rosters for people that may not have time to dedicate to sitting down and drafting 18 rounds at once. You can join a slow draft and you get hours upon hours to go in, make your pick, and then not have to worry about it again for quite a while. All kinds of options uh, at underdog fantasy so visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Continuing the conversation about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today on this episode of Locked on Bucks, and we've talked plenty. God knows we have talked plenty about who is going to be taking the snaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All signs point to Baker Mayfield being the guy week one, but who's going to snap him the football? That's the next biggest question. And um, according to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, it appears that Ryan Jensen will be a no-go to start the regular season. Rick tweeted out, quote, at this point, it's clear the Bucs are going into the season not planning on having center Ryan Jensen, who still has not practiced, end quote. Now, on a later tweet, Stroud clarified that when he was referring to practice, he's referring to the seven-on-sevens, the 11-on-elevens, the drills with the contact, which Jensen has not been cleared for. He's doing individual work, but nothing with contact. So that leads us to the competition between Robert Hainsey and Nick Leverett. And I, I spoke a lot about the offensive line on the preseason game reaction episode. You can go back. You can listen to that. You can watch it on YouTube. There was no filer. There was no worse. But the starters on the line were Robert Hainsey, Cody Malk, and I'm, I'm completely blank. Luke Gedeke. Can't believe, of all people that I forgot, it's Luke Gedeke. So you had Robert Hainsey, Cody Malk, Luke Gedeke out there on the line as the quote-unquote starters. That does not mean that Robert Hainsey is the leading candidate for starting center. Yes, he was the starting center in Jensen's absence last year. And overall, I thought he performed pretty well. Not going to sit here and say he was great. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a future all pro. I'm not going to sit here and say that he is the future Ryan Jensen. All I'm going to say is that overall, especially given what he had to work with around him outside of Tristan Wirfs, Robert Ainsey did pretty well. Still, you know, was having to adjust to switching over to center. He was still having to adjust to the NFL game. He basically redshirted his rookie season. He didn't see any kind of true game action. So there's still some development there. Now, on the other side of this competition is Nick Leverett. Nick Leverett is a solid backup offensive lineman that can play multiple positions, much like Robert Hainsey can. So if I had to give a better chance to one of these guys, I would say that Hainsey has you know, a leg up in the competition. He would be the odds-on favorite to be the week one starter because of his full season of experience last year. But if Leverett outperforms him, then Leverett's going to get the opportunity to start. And, and this is a guy, again, that when he's had his opportunities on the field, he's made the best of them. He's versatile. He can move all over the offensive line. 
And that's a guy that you want in your back pocket because no matter who goes down, you have a Swiss Army knife that can come in and play all the positions. Now, Todd Bowles has publicly stated now that this competition is probably going to come down to the last preseason game. We saw Robert Hainsey get the start in week one along with Baker Mayfield. So does that mean we know Kyle Trask is getting the start against the Jets this weekend? Is Nick Leverett going to get his opportunity now with the starters on the offensive line? Maybe Filer and Worf's play. Maybe they don't. We'll talk more about that coming up later because thought we were going to get a little more out of these joint practices than we really are. Um, but you take a look at how important this position is. You know, this is other than the quarterback. This is the only other guy that touches the ball every single snap on the offense. And you have to make sure that those snaps are good. Hainsey had one sale over Baker's head in practice just the other day. It's going to happen, but you want to reduce the risk of that happening in a live game, right? So the Bucs are judging this based on a whole variety of factors. Who's Who has the better chemistry? Who's snapping the ball better? Who is better off of the snap to get into their blocks? Who is getting their assignments? There, there's a laundry list of things that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking at in order to judge who is going to step in for Ryan Jensen and play week one against the Vikings. Who knows how long Ryan Jensen is going to be out? And a lot of you are sitting there going, wait, didn't Ryan Jensen play in the playoff game against the Cowboys? And there was plenty of contact in that. Why isn't he cleared for contact now? I don't know. I legitimately do not have an answer to give you outside of the fact that Jensen was playing sooner than he should have to try to come in and help this football team, to try to give them a spark, to provide them with something that they hadn't had, to provide them with that leadership along the offensive line. Outside of that, I don't know how he did it. Maybe because of that game, he was set back a little bit and he still had to do the rehab and the physical therapy and work his way back to being 100%, which obviously he isn't there yet. He's doing individual drills. He's doing side work. He's doing you know other things to prepare himself. But if he's not cleared for contact by the second preseason game of the year, he's not going to be cleared and ready to play in week one either. It's ju it just won't happen. So the Buccaneers have to go into this game knowing that they're missing a leader. They're missing the centerpiece of their offense, or not offense, but offensive line. They're missing their nastiness on the interior. Meanwhile, you have a rookie at right guard. You have a second-year player playing right tackle for the first time in the NFL. That's what he played in college, but the NFL is a whole different world. You have your left tackle playing that position for the first time in his career. Really, the only mainstay that you have on that line is the new guy in Filer. But at least he's playing a position that he has played in the past, that he has started in the past. But outside of that, it's all new for all of these guys. So what's going to be the best combination of offensive line to protect Baker Mayfield if he is indeed the one that's going to be named the starter? I, I'm going to warn you right now, I'm going to move forward assuming that Baker Mayfield is the guy. 
That's the report that's out there. I trust that Ira is not going to put that information out there. If it's not legit, I will move forward assuming the Baker Mayfield is the guy until I hear otherwise. So if any of you out there are listening to this or watching this that work for the Bucks and want to give me a shout, you have my number. So it's it's a, another tightrope walk for Dave Canales and Todd Bowles and this offense to figure out the right combination of five guys to start this season off with. You're locked and loaded on the left side. You're pretty much locked and loaded, for better or for worse, on the right side. Who's going to be the guy in the middle that you can rely on to not screw the pooch is how that really boils down. The Buccaneers are headed to Jersey this week, and uh, it's kind of a waste of time. That is next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. And today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you're going to get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. The current favorites are, of course, the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs at plus 600, while the second favorite team to win the Super Bowl is Rondé Barber's favorite team outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Philadelphia Eagles at plus 800. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers are at plus 7,500 to win it all, which means you can make $7,500 if you bet $100 on the Bucs to win the Super Bowl and they actually do it. Not to mention, you're going to get bonus bets for every regular season win starting week one against the Minnesota Vikings. Or you can play it safe, bet on the Chiefs, bet on the Eagles, bet on the Bengals, and uh, you're likely going to get some bonus bets and some wins off those bonus bets in the process. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks Podcast, and the Buccaneers head to New Jersey or New York. I don't know where they practice. They play in Jersey. They're called New York. It's a big mess. But the Buccaneers are heading to New Jersey this week to have a joint practice and a preseason game with the New York Jets. Notice that I said a joint practice, not joint practices, a singular, as in one. Yeah, unlike when the Titans or the Dolphins came to Tampa over the course of the last few years for joint practices in a preseason game, and they did like two, three joint practices with the two teams. Um, the Jets decided they would only host the Buccaneers for one practice and then tell them, 
that they have to go practice elsewhere. So joint practice on Wednesday. The Bucks are left to their own devices on Thursday. Walk through Friday, game on Saturday. So my question is, Aaron Rodgers, what was the point of offering the joint practices if you were only going to do one? What, what good does that do? It, it makes no sense to tell a team, yeah, come on over to our facility early. We'll do some joint practices. We'll have our preseason game. We may not even have to play very many starters in the preseason game. We can keep them all healthy because they're facing each other all week in practice. This is great. We're going to have a good time. Then the week of be like, ah, never mind. We're just, we're just going to practice with you once. After that, you can go to the local high school field and you can do your practice there. Maybe you can share the field with the JV team. It's, it's dumb. You know, I enjoy joint practices. Last year, David and I did our Locked On Bucks Week at training camp during a week where we knew there would be joint practices because it gives you an opportunity to not only watch the team that you cover, but now you can keep an eye on another team. You can see what they're doing in their practices, what they're focusing on. You get the opportunity to speak with some of their players or their head coach. And it gives you an insight into another franchise, which can be beneficial later on that season. In this case, it's why? Like, did, did Aaron Rodgers go, no, I'm, I'm not practicing with those guys. They beat me in Lambeau in the NFC Championship a couple years ago. I want nothing to do with them. I don't want to see them. I don't care that Brady's gone. I don't care that Scotty Miller's gone. I don't care that... Bruce Arians isn't coaching. No, we're not doing this. And now the Jets just signed Dalvin Cook as of this recording. So the Bucs are going to be tested plenty in that one practice. And then, of course, the preseason game. I sincerely doubt Aaron Rodgers or Dalvin Cook suit up for that game. I would be shocked if Sauce Gardner plays, if Garrett Wilson plays. The Jets pretty much know who they are at this stage. Uh, while the Bucks are still trying to figure a few things out, I don't think it's going to be like the Pittsburgh game where we saw their starting offense and their starting defense for at least one drive. Uh, the Jets probably won't play many of their starters through the entire preseason. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to be a little more competitive and a little more entertaining than I think. But going into this, the Jets are looking at this opportunity as one or two years as their window, much like the Bucs did with Tom Brady, and they're not going to put that at risk in the preseason. So, yeah, it just, it seems silly. And that's the best word I can use. It, it's silly. Why would you have a team come up there that early for one practice and then ditch them for two days and then have a game? You could have just said, no, we're not doing joint practices. The Bucs could have practiced in their own facility and then traveled on Friday like they normally would. It's a big mess, and the Jets are stupid for it. With that, I am going to bid you all a fair adieu. Coming up tomorrow, I will be back flying solo yet again. No WTSP Wednesday this week. Evan, as I mentioned at the top of the show, David and I have, have had to shuffle things because of some family matters. Evan, he is spending some time with his family right now. 
not available to record this week, but I will be back tomorrow. We will have a show on Wednesday with a special guest. We're going to continue rolling on this week. But if you have any thoughts, questions, ideas, reactions, you can, of course, leave those in the YouTube comments, or you can email us at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you are following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks. Follow David at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We want to thank you for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.